A Cadmian Victory by M.J. Bradley Read by Sam Gabriel Based on the works of J.K. Rowling Chapter 109 Azkaban's Aftermath Storm clouds swirled across the ceiling of the Great Hall, flickering with lightning. The dull rumble of thunder swelled over the clatter of cutlery and the hissed whispers of hushed conversations. Quiet, red-eyed students scattered the four tables, and ragged gaps hung heavy amidst the seventh years. Those mourning, those who've died fighting, and those who've fled. Ron shoveled eggs onto his plate, then onto the plates of those around him. Eight, he nudged at Dean and Seamus. Not leaving doesn't help with anything. Malfoy looks like he hasn't eaten all holiday, Neff muttered. Harry cast a glance across the room. He's probably running out of time before Voldemort's patience ends. Malfoy stared at his plate as Pansy added mushrooms to his breakfast, patting him on the arm and chatting away. He's as skinny as I used to be, he said. Not a very cheerful start to term, Neville replied. Things are looking bad. Harry gave Katie a gentle poke in the arm. She reached out and caught his hand, squeezing his fingers, then went back to poking her toast around on her plate. Her father still with what's left of the Ministry forces in London. Harry glanced at the front page of the Prophet and the collage of dark marks hanging over small villages. In a few weeks, Voldemort will have crushed everywhere but here in London. I'm planning on going to Gringotts soon, he murmured to Nev. I went in over the holidays and had a flick through the bookings list. The Lestranges are going in to talk to the goblins about unfreezing their assets in a few days. Nev's face paled. What are they going to be doing? Harry lowered his voice to a whisper. We're going to polyjuices them, spit them up. Then you'll accompany one and I'll accompany the other. I'll get rid of one where you can't see Nev, then use the other to let us into the vault. He weighed things up. It'll be risky, but we're out of time. What about the goblins? Nev hissed. And what do we do with the list strangers? I've got a plan, Harry said. Do you trust me? Nev held his gaze and sucked in a deep breath. I do, but why are you asking me? Polyjuice requires that both of us be male. Harry poked Katie. Remove requirement in a minute. Only if you want to come. Katie shoved her plate away and sipped orange juice from her goblet. I'll be there. I'll bring Fleur, Harry whispered. Here. Katie's head swiveled. What about the wards? He smirked. I have my ways. Nobody really knows about the two of you outside of our little crowd, you know, Katie whispered. I keep getting asked if I feel safe dating you. I guess they've more than enough to talk about now. A small smile spread across his face. Fleur's going to hate that, but at least it means she's safe. Voldemort doesn't know about her. What do you tell them? he asked, waggling his eyebrows at her. How fantastic I am. Kitty snorted. I tell them that you really know your way around a pair of handcuffs, are great with your fingers and tongue, but that Team Witch Weekly was right about your impotence. He chuckled. Thanks, feel free to tell Romilda. I'm a little concerned about how desperate she's getting. I might get love potioned. I come into defense this afternoon, Nev asked, dragging himself out from under the bench. I probably should. Harry drummed his fingers on the table then stood up and headed for the room of requirement. 
But now it's a waste of time, and I have little enough left of that as it is. Nah, he said. The curse already got Snipe, so we don't have a teacher. I do wonder who'll be next, though. At this rate, it'll be Voldemort, because everyone else will be terrified of the curse, Neb muttered, pausing to wait for Katie at the door. Even Snape couldn't last. Again, Harry said. It'll be Voldemort again. He told you before, Katie demanded. Who let him? Dumbledore, Harry grinned. Although Voldemort didn't apply in the conventional method, spent most of his time sticking out the back of the head of our favorite stuttering idiot. You mean... Katie feigned horror and clasped her hands to her mouth. Surely not. Harry laughed, skirting a group of second years. I'm afraid so. But he seemed so harmless. He was such a cute wizard, all shy and stuttering, quite chubby though and terribly forgetful. Hey, Nev cried. There's nothing sticking out the back of my head, thank you. Katie batted at the tuft sticking up from the crown of Harry's head. More than can be said for you, Harry. Shush you. Harry slipped a hand down the inside of his shirt, and he pulled out the acorn. Azure, he murmured, watching it spread into a mirror. That's amazing, Kitty breathed. Is that a magic mirror? Where'd you get that? Fleur made it, Harry said. You two go on ahead. I'll be with you in a moment. Fleur's blue eyes and small smile shimmered into view. Ready, Monka? Ready. He gave her a slow, deliberate blink. I love you. She returned his blink and her smile softened. If I bounce off the walls, you're going to have to buy me a mountain of cake, Monka? I've invited you. It'll be fine, Harry grinned. And I'll end up buying you cake anyway. Make sure you use the cloak that's on the desk in the study. So is the map of the castle, but you can probably remember the way. I can. Fleur wavered, reappearing cast in shadows. This cloak smells. Do you ever wash it? No, it never occurred to me. I'm going to have to wash my hair, Fleur grasped, hurrying through Myrtle's bathroom. I don't think it's been washed in centuries, Harry whispered, setting off toward the room of requirement. Harry, Ron stepped out of one of the secret passages, headed upstairs. Yeah, he studied Ron's expression. You've misplaced your girlfriend. We split up, he shrugged. Hermione's all wound up of a mouth for him, whatever you're up to, doesn't have time for anything like that. A brief shadow passed across his face. I think she was afraid I'd try and cane drop at home like Mum one day, too. I never, but you know Hermione when she's got something in her head. Sorry to hear about it, Harry said. It's not much fun splitting up. Ron nodded. Yeah, it really isn't. Still made a decent job of it. Still friends when she's not off tailing Malfoy or worrying about you. She's got no reason to worry about either of us, Harry said, feeling a pair of arms snake around his neck and catching a whiff of marzipan. Malfoy's clearly not having any luck, and about the only nefarious thing I've done recently involved a bench, a nice view, and something that may well be considered public indecency. Ron's ears turned red. Right, well, I've got to get to my care lesson later. He wasn't public, Fleur whispered in his ear. And your view was definitely better than nice, Monka. Harry smothered a flash of Fleur's flushed face, trembling nude legs and the skirt bunched about her waist. Not helpful thoughts. He opened the small wooden door opposite Hogwarts's worst tapestry and led Fleur inside. Nev and Katie sat around a small fire on battered chintz sofas. Harry? And Fleur? He tugged the cloak off her, mussing her cascade of silver hair. See? 
Harry stepped out of range and took a seat in the middle of the sofa beside Katie. Why am I here? Katie demanded, swinging her feet around and dropping them close to Harry's lap. Harry eyed her toes as Fleur settled herself down beside him. Well, someone has to be around to cover for us while we're gone. Have you come up with a plan, Monka? Her eyes dropped to rest on Katie's red varnished toenails, then flicked up to her face. A real plan. We turn up just before the strangers meet the goblins at the bank, acquire some hairs, split the pair, and go from there. Harry pointed at Nev. You can go as Rebastin, as he doesn't say much by all accounts. Rodolphus is the eldest and the leader, so it's more of a risk. I'll be him. One of us will go to the vault, the other will delay, then go down. Once we're in the vault and out of sight, I'll deal with the strangers. He grinned. Then we can just walk out? You'll have to cross the protections that Gringotts employs. Fleur tongued at her little finger. Much of these won't trouble you, since you're being taken to the vault by one of their tellers. But the polyjuice will only last until you cross the waterfall. The waterfall? It undoes the effects of most magic, Fleur said. It's one of the goblins' finest pieces of enchanting. The water is enchanted and cycles round. Does nobody ever complain about getting wet? Harry asked. It only needs to be near you, Fleur said. It passes either side of the path, but the touch of the spray is enough. It's not much of a plan, Nev murmured. If the polyjuice can't get through the waterfall, then even a second dose will still not get us out, because we'll go back through the waterfall. Harry's plans never are. He likes to improvise. Fleur's eyes darkened several hues. And you can't take a second dose of polyjuice? It'd be too soon after the first dose. Uh-oh. How good are you at dueling, Nev? Harry exchanged a long look with Fleur. Decent? I'm not sure, Nev said. No one near as good as you, probably, but I'm one of the best in the DA. You should come and help us, really. Things are getting really bad. I can do that. He leant back on the sofa and ignored Katie's feet squirming under his leg and Fleur's narrowed eyes. If Voldemort attacks you here, you'll need to be able to fight. Even if it's just long enough to let me go after Voldemort's snake or Voldemort himself. Good. Nev went out a sigh. The next meeting is in a few days' time. I'll drag you there if I have to. Excellent. Harry watched the little fire dance. That's probably about as much planning as there's any point in doing. Once we're in, we're in, and we can worry about the rats as we go. Katie hunched her knees into her chest and wrapped her arms round her legs. Fleur lifted herself over Harry's lap and pushed him to the far end of the sofa, murmuring in Katie's ear. Nev shuffled his feet, glancing between the two girls and Harry. I'd best be off. I need to do a few things in the greenhouses. Bye, Nev. Harry watched the door swing shut. You okay, Katie? No, she snapped. She's stupid and dangerous, and you're probably not going to come back to me. You'll be fine, Fleur murmured. If he doesn't come back to us in one piece, I've promised to let you ex him, but only after I'm done with him. Suppose you should go first, Katie sighed and buried her face into her knees, all things considered. It's okay, Fleur patted her on the shoulder. It always feels like this, I understand. Do you? Katie's tone turned bitter. How could you? Even if he comes back, he's not really coming back to me. And of course he isn't. It's not even unfair. You're everything anyone could ever hope to be. It makes perfect sense. Harry winced from a sharp stab of guilt and wished the room of requirement would open up and swallow him whole. The fire vanished. He sighed. 
Wishes never come true. Fleur caught Harry's eye. Not too long ago, beside the Black Lake, I watched Harry turn away from me. I was sure he hated me, so there was nothing I could do but watch him walk away, watch you follow him, watch you catch him. I was certain I'd lost. I should have walked faster, Kitty muttered. But even then you'd have only stolen him in the end anyway. It's probably best not to think about it. Fleur rose from the middle of the sofa and plucked the cloak off the arm. Things are what they are. It's too late to change them now. Kitty flinched. Sorry. She threw a furtive glance at Harry, caught his eye, then flushed bright red. That must have been awkward for you. A bit, but I'm glad I heard it. You'll always be my friend, Kitty. Thank you. He shared a soft look with Fleur. Could have been jealous and tried to push her away, but you were nice instead. I should go. Katie leapt from the sofa and hurried out. The door slammed shut. Thank you, Harry said. I told you, Fleur murmured, sliding into his lap. She loves you, but she wants you to be happy. She knows you're happy with me. She rested her head on the crook of his neck. The moment I make a mistake, she'll try and steal you. But if I don't, she'll do nothing more than try and put her feet in your lap. I'm so glad you were nice. He pressed a kiss to the tip of her nose. She's my best friend, even if it's kind of complicated. She's not wrong either, Fleur sighed. I did steal you, anyway. It was me throwing my allure at you that caused your fight. Then after I tore you apart, what did I do if not sweep in and take you for myself? Katie's a nice girl, cute too. He smiled at the pout that crept across her lips. I can go back if you prefer. No. She dragged his lips down to hers. You are mine, Monka. I feel bad for Katie, but it was her dream or ours. She's not perfect, Harry whispered. Nobody else is perfect for you like I am. Her lips traced the line of his jaw. I'm Flanelico, Harry chuckled. Doesn't say it on the trial was a trophy, though, does it? You cheated? Only by accident, and that was the only round you beat me in. Harry cradled her into his chest and sighed. Have you found anything else about the Resurrection Stone? Sorry. Damn. We'll find it, Fleur said. There's no time now, but after we're free, we can try scrying for it. Anything is worth a try. He folded his cloak up. You can just leave this in the study. No, Fleur wrinkled her nose. That's not happening. No, Harry frowned. If you don't wear it, you'll show up on the castle wall straight away. I meant I'm not going to fold it up and put it back in the study, she said. I'm taking it back to the meadow and then I'm washing it. Repeatedly. End of chapter 110 For the text of this and other stories, visit alltheblankcanvas.com as well as patreon.com slash theblankcanvas. Music by As I Walk Into the Abyss Blinded. 
QA assistance by Sakiko and Ohana. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.